about you. I was going to give you a compliment, Landon Thomas. Landon, how excited are you for this week's pod? I'm like Goldberg getting a call from WWE in 2021. Man, that just makes me roll my eyes. Let's let's move on from that one. Guy's like 60. Let's let's stop. Let's. And he's excited getting that call. <laughs> what you main events at 60? That, what what other uh, sporting event could you be that old and have a team call you and be like, "Hey, man, we need a main event." <laughs> Tom Brady. Look, Kareem, I know you haven't played in a few years, but how about you hop on the court for the Lakers? Hey, Kareem would be nice on the Mavs. I mean, they tried to sign Dirk to a 10-day a few a few weeks ago, so you never know. We got a lot to talk about, though, so we'll we'll hop right into it. We have got uh, the, the defensive change in this Mavericks team over this season. Um, we got to talk about you know, things that maybe we were wrong about mm. and uh, how we're going to keep track of those in the future. And then let's also talk about that, that Luca versus jaw debate that happened Ooh. over the last few weeks, uh, mainly because of this, uh, these all-star voting that happened. But first let's talk about this, the defensive uh, scheme that's, that's happened in, in Dallas lately and how it's changed and uh, let's get into that man this team number one in the NBA right now uh, over the last few games big difference between last year's team and this year's team what do you think the biggest difference was because by the looks of it the roster is fairly similar like the main components are are still pretty close so what's the big change there yeah, like you said, the roster is pretty much the same. I mean, you could just swap Jay Rich with uh, Bullock. Um, but I always go to two things. It's um, one post-game interview with um, Dodo after, I think it was a week or two ago, where he was like, hey, this is damn near the same team. We we just locked in. We just, we just took the challenge. And um, then also December 4th, I think that's really the turning point of the season where Jason Kidd, uh, the Mavs lost like six out of eight and they were 11 and 10. And Jason Kidd said, Hey, you know, he challenged his team. He's like, Hey, we, we, we need these guys to trust the process and buy in defensively, you know, champion championship teams play defense and they've been number one ever since. So I think, I think it's just, having the will to lock in with your teammates and not necessarily have lockdown defenders, but have great team defense. And that's what they're displaying. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Cause you're seeing players that in previous seasons, people just totally dismissed as defensive players. Uh, yeah. Specifically like Luca and Luca has been playing defense and getting praise for it um on a national scale just not not just in dfw it's been noticed that his de uh defensive stances have have uh gotten a lot better than they have in the past and i wonder if that is just a a group mentality change because i mean we had the belt last year oh yeah that was fun 
that was fun. And I thought that that would, you know, help a young team try to compete a little bit more to have something like that. Um, and they were a little better last year than the year before, but the, the amount that they are better this year is dramatic. Um, especially now that they've been healthy. Cause let's, let's not forget that this team has not been healthy all year. Like Jason Kidd has mentioned it a few times in, in press conferences saying that I don't think this whole team has played together and they still haven't really, because they're still every time, <laughs> every time we get the, the first thing that happens when the, when Jason Kidd walks into the press conference before games is he tells you who's sick. And every time there's probably two people for a while, it was Willie Colley Stein and somebody else every time. And then it started to be, you know, four people, five people during the COVID era for a little bit. Um, but we still haven't had no one mentioned, which is what I'm waiting for. So um, you went to today's, uh, which I mean, tonight is going to be work versus Golden State. Did Who was on the list this today? Uh, Sterling Brown. Uh, he's been out the past few games with a foot uh, injury. They're not really talking much about it, but the more it goes on, it kind of concerns me. I mean, um, he's, st he's still, you know, at the end of the rotation, but that's still concerning that they're not giving much um, more details about that. What do you think about that? Yeah, it is kind of weird because it's been about two weeks now, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know when the injury happened, but it has been foot the entire time, and I'm wondering what, what it is because they don't – they're not given – a lot of details and it's and they're not actually giving a timetable either it's just kind of a day-to-day -day thing so i wonder and he's one of those players though that i feel like has helped the mentality on defense yeah um him bullock no matter whether or not bullock was hitting three-pointers he was still he was still playing defense he was still uh good on that end of the court um both of them were but yeah it's kind of kind of weird usually we get more information about injuries but the, also this coaching staff has been a little steely since the beginning of the season like they started out giving us maybe too inf too much information according to you and then uh Facts. <laughs> and then <laughs> recently they've started to uh, withhold quite a bit of information so it might be nothing Facts. so uh but a big change we we talked about the mentality and then you know instilling the want to be on defense one of the things that we talked about last week though is that we still do have the young immaturity part of it where uh, if something goes wrong on the offensive side we have a tendency to uh, not get back on defense still sometimes and it's not just luca I actually noticed Brunson do it a couple of times in the last game, which is, I, I don't, I hope that goes away with age. Both those players are fairly young, but it's just, you know, I don't care if you don't get the call, just get back on D and then this team can continue to be a defensive nuisance to some of these bigger squads. We just played Memphis um, and they are the only team that's held them to that low of points 
I mean, I thought we were I thought they were gonna hold them to their season low <laughs> at one point and then they you know, scored three baskets in the last minute, but um under a hundred and in the last, you know, three months it's been hard to get Memphis under a hundred. I think there's only been five teams to do it and the Mavericks have done it three times. Four times now. Um so pretty impressive. This is not a fluke. Um this is not just a, a stretch of games that the, the Mavericks got lucky, as some people pointed out on Twitter and yeah. and uh got their butts handed to them for saying something so stupid because if you've actually watched this team, man, they go all 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 night. They play defense and they play hard, so it's almost I think that some people watch it and they think that it's uh because in the past, even through generations of the Mavericks, the Mavericks have not been like a a defensive squad. There have been generations of this team that just don't play very good defense. Perennially no. mid tier, even when they're good, you know? Um so I think that yeah, it's go ahead. I was just checking it, um, you know, um, a little bit ago, and I think they've only finished top 10 in, like, a few times in the past, what, 15 years or so? <laughs> yeah. And that's top 10. Top five, the last one was the one seed, 06, 07. Um, like you said, they just been so great at offense where it kind of negates the defense of um lack yeah. of defense i mean it's yeah. it's it's definitely exciting see i, I just i'm so um mind boggled by uh, like someone that re, re, well i don't even know if they really report because they're saying so idiotic um tweets saying the mavericks are not a good defense like that's the only reason they've been winning games so far i mean to be yeah. honest yeah. If they and they're not even watching the games like the they're not even watching their own Grizzlies game against the Mavericks. Like you said, they kept them under a hundred um all four games. And and that's <laughs> a that's a great offense on the with the Grizzlies. Yeah, even if you only watched the Grizzlies versus Mavericks games, right? You would know yeah. you would you would have to say, Oh, this this Mavericks team regularly holds this memphis team to below their average like well below their average yeah. it's it's not as if like you know they just get food poisoning every time they play dallas it's there's defense and one of the things that was mentioned was they don't have an elite defender you're right they don't they don't have an elite defender they have a whole team of people that are playing defense yes. you know and if they did have an elite defender, they would probably rely on that player a little too much, knowing the mentality of this team in the past. When they have an elite offensive player, they tend to lean on, like, Luka. They've done yeah. that in the past. Yeah, they don't have an elite defender. They don't need one because they have a whole team of people that are willing to play defense. And, you know, they're... There is a natural, there's either an innate ability to play defense or there's not. Uh, but there's an, there's, you are, if you're athletic 
everyone has the ability to play defense at a a level that's better than than normal it's it's most a lot of it is effort there's going to be an elite defensive player that just has a a natural ability to be a step ahead of everyone else yeah um but if if you don't have that elite ability you can be an above average defender you just got to put the energy into it and have the right coaching the right schemes and it looks like they do this year so and they make it fun like now you have a reputation of being one of the top defensive teams so i think the streak right now is what 23 them holding opponents under 50 percent um field goal percentage and and then you know where you see at the end of every quarter like hey did we did we keep the opposing team under 25 you know each quarter it's like it's becoming a fun thing here in dallas and it's it's, it's great to watch actually yeah, this is the first time I remember um, the American Airlines Center cheering for defense. Yeah. Like, it's a regular thing where at the end of the game, if the opposing squad has not gone over, like, 90 or 100, that you can hear the crowd cheering every defensive stop. Like they want to hold them under a hundred. They want to hold them under like, and it's crazy. Cause we just, you've just never had that. It has always been like, please score 140. It was never about, yes. uh, it was never about defense. So aren't you excited about that? I mean, it is, is it's great. cool. It's different. And I didn't think that a, that a Luca led team would ever be that high on a defensive scale, especially with like, like the hey, the one thing that guy on Twitter was right about is there is not an elite defender on that team. Um and I don't even know who would be closest. Maybe Finney Smith, but he's not a lockdown either. So yeah, it's fun to see this team of players that are definitely not thought of as uh as defenders just like frustrate the hell out of people as they come into Dallas. I, it's so fun to, I don't know, like taking photos of an opposing team being frustrated that they can't get what they want and having the 20 frames per second shot of them not getting fouled and them being mad that they like, they just want it to be a foul because they didn't get to the basket is, yeah. is so fun to watch. It makes great photos too. Yeah, it does. I love angry NBA players. <laughs> angry, expressive NBA players are my favorite thing to shoot. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, I guess I'll start it off. Everybody's got NBA opinions. We just talked about that disastrous opinion about the Dallas Mavericks defense. But we we maybe need to move on to our own disastrous opinions some bad hot takes as you would call them and uh one of mine recently is that we should probably trade jalen brunson oh and although i'm not admitting that that's not the best to get out of him like i i still feel like it was probably our best option because i feel like he might walk away and we get nothing. 
it is worth it for me to try and sign him long term. Oh snap! So I need to did reverse. You just say pay him. I did say pay in him. Dallas. Pay him in Dallas. Oh, here we go. I was stuck on a on a negative uh, feeling about his future in Dallas, but we need to yeah. pay the man. I'm gonna I I, I got to do a a full 180 and say don't trade him don't do it don't do it nico <laughs> which we in the pot on all the yeah. time sign the man long term uh night in night out that guy proves that he is our if not our our second option then our third option depending on the night and I didn't think that he was going to be that. I thought Tim Hardaway was going to be that. And he's not. He's also that ball handler that you were talking about for so long. He's that ball handler that I thought we weren't going to be able to get because of Luca. But the reins have been like pulled back a little bit. Luca plays his game in a different way. I don't know if you've noticed that, but. He had to play differently to get Jalen to have the ball as much. They found yeah. opportunities for that that guy to play and play his way. And man, he gets to the basket. He's still shooting like fifty percent. Yeah, it's, it's he's a something special, and I think they should pay him. But in saying that, I want to go and maybe we should revisit some of our hot takes and see you know how bad they were yeah so what do you what do you have in your history that maybe you're not so proud of uh let's see i mean let, let's let's make this clear it's some of these are on, still ongoing you know <laughs> <laughs> game 48 we still got some time you say that like some of them are just good they're gonna turn around it's still got a chance around. you're telling me yeah. there's a chance last week of the season <laughs> Uh, let's see. So the first thing I remember clearly on the pod, I said Reggie Bullock should be a starter next to Dorian Finney-Smith. And we'll have his best season of his career. Whew. He's exactly what the Mavs needed. <laughs> He's going to take off, be the top, one of the top three D guys in the NBA. And it hasn't played out. Boy, that He's is been okay. He's actually been some... okay. That's but, some Mavericks Kool-Aid right there. Yeah. That's what I was, that I was is. Drinking it. Drinking it. I was right there with you though on that one. I thought he was I wanted him to start uh but I wanted him to start with THJ. I was like, just put them both in there. Yeah. Just let it like let them fly and the threes everywhere. Yeah, let it let the threes fly and then it was like two months in and he hadn't hit one. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. maybe not. He Still good on defense. He's a good player, but not what I expected him to be. I think it's. I think he's not ex what he expected himself to be at this That's point. True. He's he's talked about it. So, um, man, yeah, that one sucks. I think we both swing and a miss on that one. Uh, my other one would have to be THJ. I thought I thought he was going to be the 20 a night second guy mm -hmm. in this lineup. 
and man, contract year. Like the year year after you signed the big contract, he just hasn't got into the swing of things. He's had some good nights, but he hasn't hasn't had near as many big nights as he did last year at this point in the season. Um I will say that he looks like he's a better leader than he was last year. He looks more active on that side of things. Uh, maybe because he's got this long-term contract and he feels like he's like, I'm here for a while. Maybe I can speak up a little more. He does. He does. He <laughs> I'm not? sorry, man. He, no, you're right. Okay. But, but we're, you're not mentioning basketball. No, I, but I'm not. He's skills, not as good. Right? I already mentioned the basketball part. I already I the, admitted he's not as good as he was but, supposed to but be. But you're talking about the good things this 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 season. Well, because I still love, well, I still love him. Of course, <laughs> I still want him on this team. I don't want to yes. say bad things about THJ, but he's just he he's not what he what I thought he was going to be. That was, that's my bad hot take is I thought he was going to, you know, take it up a notch and be the next player. He really is probably like, he's pretty close to what he always has been. If we're honest, you know, he's, he's what got him signed to that contract. Maybe a little bit less. I I think that contract makes people mad at him, Mm -hmm. but that's not his fault. No, definitely not. Like that drives me nuts. Get your that, bag. But like, what what was he supposed to do? Say, oh no, guys. I mean, he already well, took what... less than he got offered. Like, he got offered more money. He took less money to be exactly. here. How can you be mad at him at this point for being the same player he has been? He just didn't take it up a notch. So I will. I will say you could. You could be right though, because it could be another. Um, just another uh part of him playing better in the second half after all-star break because he did this last season yeah yeah he did he took off crazy last the second half of last season so it could happen you're right because i remember last season people were like oh we're gonna be able to sign thj for pretty like reasonable yeah and then that second half he took off so yeah, maybe. Hopefully, I hope that's right, man. I hope he, if he, if he, if does, he can go off, this team is gonna be nasty. Because if you start getting another five points from him a night, you know, that'd be yeah. crazy. So, what do you got? What's your next? This one I haven't even talked to you about. Oh, okay. And it's 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 the biggest one. All right. You ready for this? Okay, let's go. I said, KP is not a power forward. <laughs> biggest miss. Uh, the biggest Wait, whip. wait. Uh, out of the two of us, who was right on that one, though? You were. Yeah. All right. You were. I'll, I'll give you this. You can edit this out. <laughs> you're, right, you're right on this one. I was so wrong on this one. Uh, KP is a power forward. Yeah. I mean, and we talk about it off air, on air, um, about who should be at center. And I never talked about that before the season. Oh, <laughs> I was like, KP is a center. No, he's not. He is yeah, a power no, forward. He's not. He's a power forward. Uh, it does. It, I mean, it gives you other 
problems. Like you said, we talk all the time about, you know, what's the solution at center. It's funny you say that because I didn't even notice that you had started, you know, when we talk, I didn't even notice that you had started saying like, what's the solution for center for this team instead? Cause you used to like who we need to put a power forward. Yep. And I would always respond I, I with, like, we don't need to put anybody at power forward because we have a power forward. <laughs> yeah. We're putting uh, everything out on the table. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. I'm trying to think of what my third bad take. I'm sure that you take notes. What's my third bad take? Josh Green. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely my. That's my bad take. And it uh, but you know what? Until a few weeks ago it was still pretty still a pretty good take. You got to be yeah. Let's be honest. Until Desmond Bain opened his big mouth. Cuz <laughs> like you, that's Desmond. that's Thank the you. that was the turning point, right? Yeah, it was. Post Desmond Bain deciding to like uh jabber jaw a little about like not even knowing if he played tonight or whatever. Um, yeah. He's doubled production. He's had like good games. He contributes every night. Um, there are even like I there there are times when I go, man, I wish they would play Josh Green more. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> blows me away because at the beginning of the season, if you said, hey. Uh, Mazer, at the end of this season, you'll be like wishing Josh Green got 20 minutes a night. No, no, I yeah. wouldn't. You know, like I never would have. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard at the beginning of this season because he had he just like. I mean, think think about how that that take was not outlandish at the time. I said I straight up said we I think we should cut him. I think that I thought at the time just end it because it's just not working out. Um, he didn't play for the Mavericks last year, then didn't play really for the Australian team. And I was like, man, if you can't play international, if you can't even get on the floor with those, with those international players, like what, what are we doing? Like, how did we draft this guy? Yeah. And now I'm wondering like, why didn't he play? <laughs> like, why didn't he play in Australia? Cause he's good. He's like super active on defense, fast. Yeah, like he, you said, he's not a stats guy. Like, no, you have to watch him play. Yeah, and he has to be on the court for a while to kind of. He like le he yeah. learns the opposing players, while he's on the court. Because there's a reason he gets those steals. Those steals aren't like he's just lucky. He's like getting into passing lanes and reading players. And he's also a really good passer. Yeah. And it's to the point now where I'm like, he could be our backup point guard. I said a few weeks ago, he could be the backup backup. If, if need be, like, I'm not worried about him taking the ball up court. I'm not worried about him as a ball handler or a playmaker. Um, it, that steal that trans in transition. And then he passed it to KP for, a, for an and one the other night. It was beautiful. Yeah. He's great. And he's athletic. Oh yeah. Maybe the maybe at this point the the best athlete we have on the team. 
Yeah, it's close. Um, and and the team, the his teammates love him. I mean, they're like his, um, they're like his older brothers. Um, but I think, like you said, the Desmond Bain incident, and then also another one for me, it was the Texas Legends game, because you know, um, that's when I, I thought, hey, like he's gonna be here for a week or two, um, maybe even three weeks. You never know to you know, keep developing and, and actually play a lot of minutes and keep working, try to get better. And then he just went down there and dominated, like, at all <laughs> facets of the game. I was like, whoa, this this guy is too good for the um, G League. Like, yeah. he should be playing at the NBA level. Yeah, and also that night that he went down to the G League, uh, all, of, all of his teammates from the main yeah. roster went and watched him. That mm-hmm. changed my opinion of how they feel about him like he went from just another guy on this team to oh all these guys want him to be on the team like you don't go see a g league game in frisco for no reason (laughs) you know that is like support on a level that we don't see a lot um yeah my i was i was wrong on josh green i'm glad that that we didn't cut him. I don't know if there was a, a player out there at the time that we would have, uh, that would have been better. He's grown on me. I like him a lot. Like I so like much. This. I've tried to get I him. Like on the, I've, I've tried to get him on the podcast, like a little inside baseball. I've tried yeah. to get him on the pod. Now a couple of times it didn't work out because of COVID. Like the first time we had him scheduled. Yeah. And he was supposed to come on with us. And, and then the health and safety protocols happened, and we didn't get to have it. So by the end of this season, goals are to have that guy on because for no other reason. But maybe, maybe I just have to apologize. <laughs> maybe I just <laughs> like maybe I just gotta say I'm sorry. I don't know. Um, do you have any more? Do you have any more? No, I, the the rest of them I gotta I gotta see how it plays out. Okay. Do you have any of your do you do you have any winning takes that you're like proud that you said? Oh, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is your big one. Okay, that's the big one. That's that's the big one. I mean, you already said the reasons um, why, but just Jalen Brunson needs to be a starter, and they need to pay him long term. I mean, you know, um, you know, I write like once a month, and so the things I write about is something that I really believe in, and. I, that's one of the biggest things I believed in, um, especially with his size. Um, and you and you score so efficiently. I mean, especially when most of his points are in the paint or mid range, and he's six one. I mean, pay the guy. He's probably the most efficient player we have on this team, um, especially in a poor shooting season. So, uh, I think yeah. he's valuable, and he's young, and he keeps winning wherever where everywhere he goes. You can just pl- plug him in. You. You know what you're getting. See, that's the thing with him. You know what you're getting from him, and he, and it's good. Yeah, he's better than I thought he was gonna be, for sure. Um, happy happy to be wrong about that one. That's one yeah. of the. That's one of the. Him and Josh Green are the happy to be wrong about uh, guys for me. Um, the Bullock one. I'm not, and Tim Hardaway, I'm not happy to be wrong about them. Yeah, same um, with me. 
my number one like that I'm really that I'm proud of. I don't know. It ha like it have to be the Porzingis. Like before the before the season started, I wrote that article about uh you're you're wrong about Kristaps Porzingis because I thought yeah. he got just way too much heat in the off season and for how good a player he is and what he does what he brings to this Mavericks team. Um especially How does he not give five five hundred thousand votes. I don't know. That's such it's such trash. Like Yeah. I he's so good at what he does. And he's again we had we had some health issues, but it's not injuries this year. We had he was out for a little while with uh health and safety. Um, he has had a few little injuries here and there, but most of the time when he sits out, it's like preventative. It's he's talked about it. We've talked about it. He knows his body now better than he has in the past. And he's mature enough to say like, Hey, I feel like I need to sit out tonight. Um, and that's, you know, the same thing that some of the, the bigger name stars do. So I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm excited that he is seemingly starting to get a little bit more recognition with the fans. Um, the the <laughs> the vitriol and hate that he was getting before the season started and last year is not there anymore. And also the the little swirling rumors of him and luca not getting along or not here anymore yeah um seems like they get along they play well together that was another thing that was around was like they don't play well together yeah that seems like they do so that's probably my number one and then i also called fifth seed at the beginning and we're like going strong at the fifth seed <laughs> so hopefully uh, that's another one where I, I would love to be wrong about that one too, but it seems like that might be where this team hovers this year. Let's talk about something that neither of us are wrong about. Let's talk about Luca versus Ja Morant. Yeah. There seems to be a, a, tra <laughs> a transition this year from Luca versus Trey. Oh yeah, to Luca versus Jaw, and I haven't said this out loud, but I think that there's a a really good comparison, a Mavs historical comparison that we should give for Luca versus either either one, but specifically, I mean, either one being Trey or jaw um a comparison with with dirk and another nba legend mm. who do you who do you think i'm talking about there was a an a, a player that regularly got compared to dirk throughout his career and people would always say oh this player is better But people uh, the, in Dallas knew 
the the real one or the people the um the real one or the one that just gets my blood going <laughs> probably the one that gets your blood going Kevin Over, Garnett. Uh, yeah Kevin Garnett so yeah. to me the Luca versus jaw comparison is very much the Dirk versus Kevin Durant or Kevin Garnett <laughs> that's a different one a Kevin Garnett comparison both Ooh. of them are good players right okay uh, both of them, same position. Yeah. Very, very good at their at their craft, but their game was very different, right? Uh huh. Dirk's game, by all comparisons to Garnett, was was more boring. On a on a national scale, people in Dallas loved it because it was fun to watch us winning all of a sudden, right? So people yeah. love Dirk. His game was not as exciting, not as above the rim. He wasn't as in-your-face, aggressive. He wasn't as exciting of a player. Like, the emo- emotionally, he was not as out there as Kevin Garnett was. You know, Dirk would dunk the ball and then run down the court. Kevin Garnett would dunk the ball and scream at people and, you know, wave his arms around, and it would make Sports Center. And even though if you look at statistically and longevity wise and just, you know, what those players did for their team individually, Dirk is a better player than Garnett. A lot of people will come back at you and say, oh, no, he wasn't. Kevin Garnett was a mate. But Dirk was a better player by almost every measurement except for maybe defense of course he's a better player than kevin garnett they're very close kevin garnett's a great player yeah but there's just he's just better in the grand scheme of things you're gonna if you you know scale us up a hundred years and none of those people have ever seen either one of them play or whatever Mm -hmm. they're gonna say oh dirk Nowitzki was a better player than Kevin Garnett higher on the all-time scoring did more individually for his team just a better player Luca to me is that same player compared to a Ja Morant when you're watching them play Ja Morant is so much more exciting that's not to say that Luca isn't an exciting player to watch. He makes amazing passes. The other day he curved that basketball around. I don't know how it got to Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah. That's exciting. But he's not playing above the rim. He's not jumping out of the arena. You know, he's just he's just not as exciting as a John Morant is. And I'll say it from experience. The other night I'm in the stadium and I'm watching them play. And I think to myself, oh, Jaw is outplaying Luca, right? We're like midway through the second quarter, and I'm like, oh, this is this is not good. Like I wanted wanted Luca to be playing better than he was, so I could you know tweet something snarky online. Watching them play, and I think from just watching them play, I think John Moran is pl- is playing better. And then I look up at the box score the stat line above my head behind me 
because where I am for uh, from the press and realized that <laughs> they have the same score. They've scored the, almost the same amount of points. And at the time, Luca had five more rebounds and five more assists than him. And I'm like, this is exactly what I was talking about with you last week. I'm watching them play live right in front of me and think uh, Ja is playing better just because he's more exciting to watch. Now, that might also be the fact that I've watched Luca play a lot more. So he is like, <laughs> like, I know the things that he does, so they're not as, they don't feel as special anymore sometimes when he does something crazy. But I think that's what it is on a national level. There's this player that's super exciting in John Morant. And even though he's not particularly better than Luca at anything, he's more exciting. So the on a national level, people are going to say like, yeah, vote him in. And that's why you end up with him being the second in all-star voting when there's just no reason he should, he should be above him in that. So no, I think that's very interesting because I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even think about the comparison like that. Um, and it, it actually makes sense, you know, just same position. Um, they get talked a lot between um, the comparisons, fans, media, um, and then also the playing styles. Um, that's very interesting that you point that out, and it, it, it's true. I mean, um when you look at these two and then those two, um, you pretty much get the same thing. Um, like you said, Luca is better, but uh, Morant is, um, he's right there with them behind them. Um, you have, you have, and then you have Curry just watching all these little dudes just fight with each other. <laughs> well, that's different. Like he's yeah, looking down yeah. on these guys. That's different. Of Luca and um, obviously Luca and Lillard. Um, don't forget about him, because I, I feel like there's tiers to this. I feel like Curry's by himself at the top, and then the second tier you have Luca and Lillard. I mean, yeah, the Blazers are having a bad season, but look look what's going on there. Hey, Lillard's still the third best point guard in this league, um, and then you have under that tier you have. Trey um Trey Young and then Ja Morant. So I have Morant fifth best point guard in the league right now. Um and you have Irving and and CP3 behind them, but um like you said, Luca's still that guy. And and it's as you watch him play, like you just mentioned it, you don't notice how good he is because he does it so well and so nonchalant. Like it's it's just is I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's it's just he's that good, and he 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 has his moments where it's flashy, and you're like, oh, but when you do watch John Morant, it's like every play you're wondering. Like I was on, I was um, home that game, and I was I said to myself like five times, dang, that was a nice play right there by Morant. <laughs> and Luca only did that like once, and he had like forty points. Yeah. I mean um what over 10 rebounds and then one away from a triple double on the assist and that's just what you mentioned and it's crazy because um they're both so young i want this to be a rivalry 
the same division. I mean, they're playing most yeah. out of anybody. Please be there. Please get each other for the Mavericks' sake. But please get each other in the playoffs. That would be so fun to see. I think that this, if that Memphis, if that Memphis team stays good, I mean, this the same for Mavericks. If if both these oh, teams yeah. stay, um, good and or keep progressing, that that could be Dallas's new San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, because like you said, they do play each other a lot, you know, both in the Southwest, both have young players, uh, similar to the same age, but stars, uh, much like Derek had Tim Duncan at the same, at, at the time they were both similar in age, uh, same, same position. Um, yeah, it I I hope that it does turn into a rivalry. I think that'll be fun. And I think that you know, right now we got their numbers. So, I would love oh, to be yeah. I'd love to be on the top of a rivalry. <laughs> like we spent yeah. years getting beat down by the Spurs, so before finally overcoming that obstacle. So, I would love to be on the other side of that. Um And did you see Luca eye roll him? Oh, yeah. Well, so I was watching that whole Act, uh, interaction and luckily had the zoom lens on them at that point and uh-huh. i'm fairly good at reading lips um john morant was talking to jalen brunson and the referee about that not being a foul he's flopping blah 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 he's he's you know he's, you can't give him every foul you can't give him every foul and uh jalen brunson <laughs> you know, what was defending Luca was like, that's definitely a foul. Like he kept saying it back to him. And that's why I have this one photo of John Morant and Jalen Brunson laughing as they're standing behind Luca while he's shooting the free throw. But Luca mm-hmm. rolled his eyes. Cause he was like, you gonna, you can't argue with it every time I get a foul call, because every time he was getting a foul, John Morant was talking to the refs about like not calling fouls for him. Yeah. But he gets beat up. Like Luca, Lu- this is another thing about Luca. He's so big. Like he's bigger than you think he is for the kind of ball that he plays. So he gets beat up a lot. And he, like he just gets, when he goes to the rim, he gets hacked like crazy all the time. He doesn't, he, he definitely exaggerates how much he's getting hit but he gets hit a lot yeah and he's big so he kind of like takes a lot of uh he takes a lot of damage when he's down there and it and sometimes he has to exaggerate for for the refs to see how hard he's getting beat up when he gets down there so yeah that was an interesting exchange and i was like pretty happy with with uh jalen brunson too to to be a you know, tell him basically to shut up <laughs> that it was a foul and he needed to move on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, I think jaw, uh, got, he felt like he got caught a little bit whining and that's why they started kind of giggling about it. But I would love for this to be a rivalry. Really like really bad. I want, I, I would like another rivalry. It's been a while since the, 
since the Mavericks had one. They tried to make it the Clippers uh, because we played them in the playoffs twice, but it's not that. That's just not. Yeah, they can't stay healthy. Yeah. That, if anything, that rivalry was just like the role players against this Mavericks team. It wasn't even the yeah. star. It wasn't like a star versus star kind of thing. It was like the role players on that Clippers team were the ones that made it. Yeah, you're right. And they left. So Yeah, and they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're all gone. So Except the just, Morris, but um, yeah. the Morris twin. But um, Pat Bev and... Um, Montrose Harrell, yeah, they they were gone. That made that made it really a good rivalry, um, yeah. for the five seconds it was. <laughs> Definitely. All right, man, we uh, we gotta go watch this game. Yeah. So this good nine o'clock game. So let's head out and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Do something, Nico. Do something. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let it sit. Let it simmer, buddy. All right, bye.